Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a very different kind of episode. It's a long format. runs about an hour or so. I'm talking about the Second Amendment. I take a piece of audio that's about 15 minutes long regarding Second Amendment, and I break it down. I just show you all the different ways they lie and omit things. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted lawyer. I'm a self-certified master practitioner, and I'm beloved by all. If that's not enough for you, I don't know what you need. So, <laughs> all right, enough fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show going because it runs long. So there's a lot of discussion about the Second Amendment because of all the crazy stuff that Biden's talking about. And I already did kind of a show and some bonus material. And this is going to be a very different kind of show than I've done before because it definitely runs long. But I think it's helpful for people to get a real idea of this Second Amendment thing and to play these clips and to comment on it because it's just so screwed up. And I want to start by just telling you what the Second Amendment says, right? It says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Well, you'd think that that's about as clear as you can get. But of course, the anti-federalists said, don't put that kind of thing in there. Don't put these so-called Bill of Rights in there because the Supreme Court will simply confuse the issue and use this language to give authority to the government that it doesn't have. And that's exactly what's happened because the initial language, a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, is where all the mischief occurs. Why is it there, right? What is the point? Why have it? Why say this? If they can't infringe the people's rights, then why say they can't infringe the people's rights? Why? Well, because they're afraid the government will do a bunch of stuff that the government's not allowed to do. Okay, well, what's happened since then? The government's done a bunch of stuff that people don't think the government should do. And everybody runs around and argues about it. But think about it. Is there any reason why it couldn't say a poorly regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state? Would that change anything the Supreme Court has said? <laughs> anything about it? all these crazy Supreme Court cases they claim exist and all the different language, the DOJ interpretations now we got executive orders and everything else. Would it make any difference? How about a poorly regulated militia being unnecessary to the security of an unfree state? The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed? Yeah, I could say that. Would anything change? No, they just dream up other reasons why that language also allows the government to regulate in all these different ways. But see, in my last episode, I made it clear that all of these ideas that you have to get a registration, a serial number, a license, and all these different things in order to have a gun or buy a gun or sell a gun or make a gun or trade a gun. It's all preposterous, and none of the stuff existed for 100 years or more. There was basically nothing going on with the Second Amendment. There's almost no Second Amendment Supreme Court cases. Why? Because everybody knew for a very long time, Congress, the federal government, has absolutely nothing to do with it. It's all left to the states. And I wanted to read a little bit of language because I wrote an article about the Second Amendment. I wrote several of them on my blog years and years and years ago, 10 years ago or something now. 
And in one of them, I discussed this Cruikshank case, which was one of the biggest cases that exists. I think it was one of the very first ones the Supreme Court ever took. And it was back in the 1870s, I think, when it finally came up. It may have been in the early 1880s. I don't know. Uh, It doesn't really ultimately matter. I think it was mid-70s. But the case came up because, and I'm going to just read through a little bit about what I said in my article, because I think it helps for people to understand. Like I said, it's, it's called Cruikshank, U.S. versus Cruikshank, C-R-U-I-K-S-H-A-N-K. Anybody can look it up. If you just do a Second Amendment search, it comes up. But here's what I said about it initially. During Reconstruction, Congress criminalized private conspiracies to violate civil rights under something referred to as the Enforcement Acts. Congress was especially concerned about the disarming of freed blacks by the Ku Klux Klan and similar gangs. So this entire idea is that they're trying to protect blacks from being disarmed by other whites in this sort of Reconstruction era South. Then I continue. After a rioting band of whites burned down a Louisiana courthouse. Think about that. A Louisiana courthouse was occupied by a group of armed blacks following these disputed 1872 election. William Cruikshank. And he was being prosecuted under these enforcement acts because you have, literally, you have blacks holding a courthouse, you have whites burning it down, and then you have the whites disarming the blacks, okay? So Cruikshank was convicted of conspiring to deprive the blacks of the rights they'd been granted by the Constitution, including the right to peaceably assemble and the right to bear arms. So what happened? What happened was the Supreme Court said no and tossed the case out. Here's what the language was the Supreme Court used. The second and tenth counts, which are all counts being brought by the Department of Justice, are equally defective. The right there specified is that of bearing arms for a lawful purpose. This is not a right granted by the Constitution. Did you hear that? This is not a right granted by the Constitution. Neither is it in any manner dependent upon that instrument for its existence. The Second Amendment declares that it shall not be infringed, but this, as has been seen, means no more than it shall not be infringed by Congress. This is one of the amendments that has no other effect than to restrict the powers of the national government, leaving the people to look for their protection against any violation by their fellow citizens of the rights it recognizes to what is called the internal police. That's what the court said. See, it was left completely up to the states. Here you've got a situation where the federal government's passing a, a law that supposedly was there to protect these blacks. And you have Klansmen burning down <laughs> a courthouse in order to get to these blacks and to deprive them of all their sorts of civil rights. And then you still have the Supreme Court saying, now this law is crap. You can't enforce a law like that. You can't restrict people's arms, their right to bear arms. Federal government has nothing to say about it. Think how extreme that set of facts is. And even then, the federal government has no authority whatsoever to involve itself with people and their right to bear arms. (laughs) Think about that. I mean, that's how extreme it is that there really is no authority at all in the federal government to do this stuff. It's, It's all left to the states. See, it's all left to the states. But the constitutional conservatives have given all of that up. See, they've given it all up by allowing licensing and registration and all these ridiculous cases like the Miller case, which I also discussed in the last one, which was created by the Supreme Court in the 1930s when there wasn't even a defendant there present. It was just the Department of Justice is cooking up crap. 
See, this is how extreme and far gone it is at this point. And yet the constitutional conservatives run around. They're all completely fine with this endless set of restrictions and limitations. And you never can win once you get down on these kinds of facts. You never can win because they'll just make facts up. The facts are irrelevant. How many people have to see these crazy things happening that's all gone on with this ridiculous uh, corona thing for more than a year? Facts don't matter. It doesn't matter they haven't isolated the virus. It doesn't matter that, that putting a mask on makes no difference. It doesn't matter the federal government has no right to regulate your firearms or anything else. It doesn't matter. The facts don't matter to people. And because they're all misled, they're constantly misled by constitutional conservatives with their controlled opposition, stupid-ass arguments that they make. That's just the reality. What we're going to do now is I'm going to play some more from this show where he brings on this guy, John Lottie, promotes him as the world's leading expert or some crap in gun statistics and everything else. And the guy does create an incredible amount of statistics. The problem is it's all total waste of time because you're going to lose because it doesn't matter. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. See, it doesn't matter how many times the government lies. Once you allow this concept that the government can require licensing and registration, the federal government has anything to do with that. You've lost death by a thousand cuts. You have to stand where I said, which is the federal government has no say in it. And the Second Amendment's clear as day, and it doesn't make any difference. You don't need a new amendment. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. And so I'm going to show you, I'm going to play this, and you're going to see all the different ways that they give the argument away. So let's go ahead and listen to him. Well, it's a pleasure to have John Lott, President, Crime Prevention Research Center, at a time like this. John Lott, welcome. You've had the deal with Joe Biden and his lies about guns for decades and decades, haven't you? Uh, it's amazing. I mean, the media just refuses to fact check even the most obvious things, but uh, I'm glad you're there. Let's look at some of the most obvious things. What in the world does a stabilizing brace for pistols have to do with gun violence in this country? <laughs> not, not really anything that I can tell. Uh, you know, people don't realize the stabilizing braces were developed originally for veterans who were wounded, who may have lost part of their hand or may have their arm crippled in some way. So it's basically a strap that is attached to the gun and is goes around the person's arm so it makes it easier for the person who's disabled to be able to go and hold the gun and still do practice shooting or use a gun in self-defense. Okay, it has nothing to do with this, see? It's irrelevant. Why do we need to know what it's about? Any and everything that allows you to shoot better, okay, falls under the same category. This is the same with practice shooting. What about training courses that allow you to be more accurate? <laughs> see, oh, if I hold it a certain different way, you see, they're already giving up the argument by getting into this concept of what it was for. Oh, well, see, it's got this, it's got this super holy history of helping disabled veterans and people who didn't in order to be able to defend themselves. The Second Amendment has nothing to do with being able to defend yourself against criminals. It's there to keep the federal government in check. That's why it's there. It's not there for any other reason. That's why it's there. And, of course, the federal government has obliterated that. And these arguments that they're making here like this, these are all a waste of time. They have nothing to do with it. You're conceding that we have to figure out a way that this helps people defend themselves in order to justify why they shouldn't be able to do it. Now, see, that flips the argument. They have no authority to do any of it. We don't need to offer anything. 
They could have used these stupid uh, straps. They could be used for every single murder that's ever proved. It still wouldn't give the federal government any authority to do any of it. See, none whatsoever. See, that's immediately or already off into these weeds, these details, these weeds that make no difference. And that's the problem with all their arguments. They make it seem like you're supposed to do that. Well, all that'll happen is they'll just dream up facts and you'll have to argue about all these different miscellaneous facts, just like they do with the stupid mask. Oh, what's... It's the science. Follow the science. Oh, well, they are. They're dangerous and they're, they're being used by criminals. It doesn't matter if they're being used by criminals. It makes no difference. All right, let's continue. But do we have a wave of people using stabilizing braces See? in order to murder people <laughs> in this country? See, it's irrelevant. See, that's totally irrelevant. It wouldn't matter if every single murder used that. It would make no difference. Federal government has absolutely no authority to step in, and that's not part of the analysis. See, this is the losing argument right there. That He's making it right there. He's bringing this guy in to make this argument. That's a losing argument. It's irrelevant. Irrelevant. No, we don't. I mean, the reason... I mean, where, where do they come, come up, up with this stuff? Right. Well, there was one case, and that was this recent Colorado shooting that we had in Boulder, Who cares? Colorado, where the person used it. Who cares? But it's not obvious how that assisted him in any way. Nobody's really making an argument that somehow it made a difference in his ability to go and shoot people. I will. That he okay, I will make that argument. It was the only thing that allowed him to commit those murders was the ability to have that little strap that helped him secure it. So? It's still irrelevant. See, it doesn't make any difference. Oh, nobody's making that argument. Well, they, the liberals will make that argument. They will make it with false bullshit, made-up facts and cases. Hell, they'll set up entire uh, false flag operations and claim all sorts of people were using it. See, it's a losing argument. That's not the argument to make. was using it. And so, uh, you know, he seemed perfectly capable, uh, not crippled in any of his arms or anything. So... See, there you go. They're trying to justify the idea of why we have to justify why it is we, we are entitled to have these straps because I've got a disability, I need the strap. No, that's flipping the burden. <laughs> you have the strap for whatever reason you want. I've given example after example. When the country was founded, there was no gun registration, no licensing. You went to a gunsmith and they made a gun or you made your own. <laughs> this is absurd. You modified it any way you could. The reason guns are the way they are is because they're a very effective universal design. And whether or not you want to kind of trick it out, that's up to you. The federal government has nothing to say about it. But here they are, digging into these facts and these details. This is just fucking loser's game, man. They do this with every single kind of argument. Let's continue. Knows. It's often what happens with uh, gun control. They see a case involving some particular item, and they assume that they should ban it. But, you know, you need to have some type of cost-benefit calculation here. There's lots of... <laughs> well, listen how stupid that is. Cost-benefit analysis. There's nothing that allows the federal government to do this. See, this is the loser. Cost-benefit analysis. Why? Why? They're just going to argue about this cost-benefit analysis. Same thing with the stupid uh, mask and the business closings. They get into these arguments about what's the best way to restrict. What, what should the government, should the government do it? Government has no right to do any of it. You have to draw the line there. There, not here. Once you go into this argument, you're going to lose. And they've already, they've already conceded this argument uh, so long ago, more than 100 years ago. And they're all just lined up to keep doing it. All right, let's go. People, people. 
who this brace makes it possible for them to be able to go and use a gun defensively. <laughs> you know, John Lott, we'll go through a few of these other uh, as though you, brilliant... As though you need the government's okay to defend yourself against criminals. Just think how insane this is. We're supposedly arguing about whether or not we are allowed to defend ourselves against criminals in a certain way. Can we have a certain kind of weapon that helps us defend ourselves? See, this is just... It's so stupid. All right, let's go on. Proposals here. But what amazes me, John Lott, is the information you provide is on your site. And There's it's a irrelevant. lot of statistical information out there. No reason. We pretty much know who's doing what, and it is utterly ignored. They're always going to ignore facts like they do with the virus. When you get into the facts, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why Congress wants to do it, to protect us all. If Congress could pass a law that somehow prevented all murders from occurring, they still don't have authority to do it. They don't have the authority to do it. It's not a matter of good intentions, bad intentions, the right intentions, the wrong intentions. It's all irrelevant. But they don't go there because they concede all these points. Ugh fucking pisses me off. It's like the voting rights change in Georgia. It's there. It's in a statute. It's in black and white. And rather than read it, people want to debate uh, the issue, not the facts. Have you noticed that? Right. I mean, some of the stuff that he did today was so absurd, I assume people don't even need to see facts. You know, you you look at something like him claiming that the, the surge in homicides that we had last year was due to changes in gun control. It doesn't matter if there was a surge or wasn't a surge in homicides last year. It's not the federal government's authority. They don't have anything to say about it. We could have a crime running in the streets. Would make no difference. Federal government has no authority to draft legislation to address it that has anything to do with taking our guns away. That's all. It's not about crime. It's not about stopping crime. You lose as soon as you go down that road. I mean, you have prisoners being released from jails and prisons across the country. You have police being ordered to stand down and defunding police. Totally you have prosecutors irrelevant. Prosecutors not prosecuting criminals. I mean, it doesn't really take rocket science or somebody having a deep understanding to know that if you're not catching criminals, if you're not punishing them, guess what? You're going to have a lot more crime that's going to be occurring. Okay. And so? and not once during the entire discussion today, did Biden mention any of those things as a way to go and solve crime? He mentions the horrible crime that's being committed against blacks and Hispanics. Fine, I agree. But what he's proposing won't have anything to do to make them safer. In fact, in some cases, may have the reverse effect. Listen to this. See, the idea that the federal government is correctly addressing crime against blacks or Hispanics or anybody else okay, is irrelevant. It's stupid. It's not the federal government's job. They have no authority in this area. They're not there. They're not empowered to prevent crime in the nation. That's not what they're empowered to do. That's the job of the states. Now, I don't even think the states do it, but I'm just saying under our supposed system that these constitutional conservatives claim to be supporting, that's not the job of the federal government. It doesn't matter how much crime's occurring. It doesn't give them the authority to step in with supposed solutions. That's all. See, these, every one of these arguments trying to argue about how it's best to do it, whether or not the federal government proposal does it or doesn't do it or addresses the right thing or doesn't even address it, doesn't make any difference. They're both arguing about shit that's totally unconstitutional, and they don't bring it up. 
obvious thing about having more resources for police prosecuting criminals again uh, never crosses his mind. There was no such thing as police when the Constitution was written. They didn't exist. These are all made-up arguments. The FBI is unconstitutional. They didn't give the authority to the federal government to have armed agents. The federal government has nothing to do with arming the police or funding the police. It's all totally unconstitutional. Everything about it. It's totally unconstitutional. But they argue this law and order horse shit that just drags everybody off into a ditch. Oh, God. Uh, I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to get through this. It's so outrageous. All right, let's try again. And uh, he, the, he and the left never want to address this, uh, this problem of black-on-black crime, do they? They have no answers. They, have, they don't even want to engage, do they? It's not the business of the federal government to address that. What is he talking about? <sighs> no, well, I think gun control is a crutch for them that uh, rather than going and dealing directly with the, the issues head on, they want to go and blame something else. As though they have. So they go and, and say, well, it's just, you know, if we only had more gun control, uh, we wouldn't have these problems. So, it's not the area of the federal government to do anything about black-on-black crime. That's not something the federal government is charged with, see? They want to say that the reason they shouldn't be doing gun control is because they're not addressing the real problem they should be addressing, which is black-on-black crime. See, they're just as bad about the nanny state as long as the nanny state they like. This is the part that just drives me crazy about these people. It's so right there in front of people's faces. They're total and complete hypocrisy. It's just ridiculous. The thing is, a lot of the gun control that they push actually disarms the very people that they claim that they care about. You know, these background checks in Washington, D.C., it costs $125 to do a background check on a private transfer of a gun. Who do they think they're stopping? It's not stopping you or I from legally buying a gun. Okay, see this? So now the complaint they have with the background check now is that it's it's expensive, and this is somehow discriminates against poor people who need to get guns. The argument is that there is no such thing as an authority to have a background check. The concept is absurd. The idea that you would have to go to the federal government when you're out on the frontier to buy a gun, to adjust a gun, to sell a gun, to make a gun, it's just so asinine. It's so asinine, but look at the argument they make that the, oh, the proposals they make actually hurt the people they're trying to help. They're not trying to help anybody. <laughs> they're trying to help the government take your guns. That's it. Instead of just being honest about it. And the Second Amendment has nothing to do with protecting yourself against crime. Nobody would have agreed to a government that could prevent you from protecting yourself against crime. It's silly. The Second Amendment is about keeping the federal government in check. And as soon as you start allowing the federal government to require you have a license and registration, a serial number, and you can't have a gun because you got this in your background or some other crap, you've lost. And the constitutional conservatives are all fine with that. And it becomes obvious as hell during this uh, interview. It's just, ah, they're just such hypocrites. They're such traitors pretending to be on your side. Oh, they're such traitors, man. Like I said, it's going to be hard to get through this. All right, let's try again. But the very people that my research indicates who benefit the most from owning guns, <laughs> the people who are most likely victims of violent crime and therefore need protection, are poor God. blacks who live in high-crime urban areas. Making them have to pay $125 or... In, you know, in a place like Illinois, $450 to go through the process to get a concealed carry permit. You know, who, who do they think they're stopping? 
if they just want wealthy God. whites who live in the suburbs to be able to go and own guns, you know, that's what they're going to accomplish with a lot of their gun control proposals that they want. Wow. So there you go again. They're making this class warfare argument. See, they're just feeding into it. The Democrats say they're in favor of the poor, but we're really the ones who are in favor of the poor. That's just a bullshit argument. It, it's just, ah, how can people not see this? How can you not see how obvious this is? How these people are not on your side. They are dragging everyone into a ditch. Ugh. What are uh, ghost guns? Never heard of that phrase. Is that a new uh, concoction they've come up with, something that's perfectly legal? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's basically something that's been around for decades, uh, many decades. It's guns that don't have a serial number on them. Guns that don't have a serial number, that was every single gun when the Constitution was ratified. They were made by gunsmiths. <laughs> they were made by gunsmiths. You might have, maybe you had a few very small manufacturers who manufacture a few generalized parts or something. But the, the idea that you you have to have a unregistered, unserial numbered gun that you made, that's that was the vast majority of guns. You had simple manufacturers. The only reason they would ever even be a serial number on there was for the manufacturer to be able to track it. And so you could take it back if the thing busted and didn't work. It had nothing to do with the federal government tracking guns and making sure who could have a gun. It's just, ah, these people, it, these arguments, they go down. They're such losers. Well, let me uh, cut to the chase. Is this where people build their own guns? Yeah, that's basically it. But they're not allowed to sell it. If you oh, build your okay, own you gun, sell it. I got you're, you. you're stuck with it. You're, <laughs> at least legally, it's already a crime. It's a felony. Which they're okay for with. For you to build your own gun and then sell it to somebody else. Okay. Do we know, are most of the murders or many of the murders occurring in this country from people who build their own guns? Irrelevant. It wouldn't matter if every single murder was being driven by guns that people made themselves. Would not change the argument at all. See? The federal government has no authority to do any of this. See, none. None. See, these are the kinds of details they get into that are just completely ridiculous. Who cares? It's like he's trying to build a case. He's, he's sitting there he's acting like the guys on the stand. Oh, tell us how many murders are there? Oh, none. Oh, see that jury? Oh, none. Oh, oh almost none. It's negligible. Oh, that's right. Okay. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant if they were all being done by guns that I made or you made or each individual murderer made. It doesn't make any difference. It's an irrelevant point. Let's keep going. Well, we don't really know, but it's a pretty trivial number. I mean, it's hard to believe it's uh, anything even significant at all. Make it all of them. Who cares? What is the uh, so-called uh, gun show loophole? Okay, another irrelevancy. Right. Well, uh, it's... I want, to address, see, I want to deal with every one of their allegations. Go ahead. See, he's doing it like a case. Makes no difference. The gun show loophole. It doesn't matter what the gun show loophole is. The problem is not that there's a loophole. The problem is that you, you're not allowed to buy guns in any form or fashion, any way you want at any time. The federal government has no authority to limit it, regulate it in any way. That's what the Second Amendment says. People's right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I don't get it. What else does it need to say? Oh, it can be infringed with a limited kind of gun show law where you have to register and wait and sign up and have to have a license. It has to be a licensed dealer. Those are all infringements. They're all okay with all these infringements. 
All right, let's hear another irrelevancy of the gun show loophole. We're going to show how Biden lied about it, but we're not going to show anything about how everything this guy is saying doesn't make any damn difference. Sure. Well, you know, the issue is if you go to a licensed dealer uh, and buy a gun, you have to go through a background check. Whether you buy it at his store or you buy it at a gun show, Mm -hmm. that licensed dealer is mandated to be able to have to go through a background check before he can sell you the gun. Did you hear how many things are already being regulated and infringed on there? That they're all just completely fine with. They're saying, see, this proves that the other thing is unnecessary because it's already regulated in all these different ways that we're all okay with. How the hell do you expect to win an argument in front of a court when you're already conceding that they can regulate the thing in a million different ways when the law is that they can't infringe? Well, they can't infringe it. As soon as the judge says, well, that's not true. That's not true, is it? Mr. Levin, they can regulate and infringe in many different ways. They can, they require registration. They require you be licensed. Do you agree with those? Well, we agree with those, Your Honor, but blah, 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 say that this is, see, you're losing already. Now the argument has to be, no, we don't agree. Those are all totally unconstitutional, Your Honor. All totally unconstitutional, outrageous, actually. They don't have any authority to do this. It's left the states. See, that's the argument that you, the only one you can really make that makes any sense. And if you lose it, okay, you lose it. Though there you go. And everybody gets to see that we live in a country where the government doesn't obey the rules. And it's time to get rid of the government. It's that simple, right? It doesn't obey the rules, you get rid of it. You don't make these bullshit arguments that confuse everybody. <sighs> All right, let's go on. What they because that's his business. About. Hold on now. That's his business day in and day Seems out. fine with that. Right? Selling guns and selling ammo. He's fine with regulating people who are in that business. Where does the government get the authority to do that? Where? Nowhere. See? It's a complete violation. But he's fine with that. See? So now you've lost the argument. Now you're never going to be able to be consistent, ever. You'll never be consistent. You'll have to get down these absurd details that make no sense that they'll never agree to. Right. He'll lose his license and he'll Uh, go to jail if he doesn't go and do the background check, no matter where he does it. Okay, so that's Um, all fine. What they're talking about are private transfers of Mm, guns. Okay. And you could have a private transfer between you and I. I Mm. mean, we can't do this in Virginia anymore where you live. Uh, But uh, uh, you used to be able to go, you know, if I knew you and, and you wanted to sell me a gun or whatever, we could do that. We wouldn't have to go and do a background check. Now they want to make this a federal uh, issue. Uh, there are 20-some states now that require background checks even on private transfers of guns. There you go. Uh, this is the freedom you have. See, this, the government at every level wants to make sure you can't have guns. You can't transfer them, can't buy them, sell them, do anything with them. Why? Because the government needs to have a monopoly on violence. Because the, the idea that this is a consensual government is absurd. If the government was consensual, if the people actually agreed to this ridiculous nonsense people run around and think they do, then why would the government need guns to enforce it? Do you have guns being used to enforce any other agreement you have that's consensual? <laughs> this is consensual sex. Oh, I'm just putting a gun to your head in order to make you have it. Are you consenting now that I'm pointing it at you? Okay, you are, because you know I'll shoot you if you don't. Okay, so it's consensual. That's the same way we have with the government. It's consensual. It's just that you don't agree to any of it, so we have to have guys with guns everywhere and make sure you don't have any. Okay, I got it. It makes a lot of sense. Fucking liars. Uh, but, you know, it's the go-to thing that they bring up after each of these mass public... All right, let me, let me ask you a question. Someone- let me ask 
first of all, most of these past public shootings are fakes. They're false flags. Lots of times no one even died in them. But they, they gen them all up. They push them out the door. And it's probably the FBI doing it. Everybody's been, they've been caught countless times. And all these things just disappear. The Vegas shooter. Give me a break. That story makes no damn sense. I don't even know if anyone died there. All these different things are just made up. Like Sandy Hook. The school was closed. It was closed. Anybody can find out about it. it, it it's just... It's endless. So once you go down this road that these guys allow, that they trick these people into believing, then you get into all these details and nothing can happen. This guy believes the 911 story. He pushes it every year. He pushes that crap out the door. That tells you whose side he's really on right there. All right, let's listen to this explanation they give here. Real world question. Okay. Your neighbor is scared to death, and it's a she, that her husband may kill her that night. Mm, Okay. Right. And she comes next door and she says, look, the police know what's going on here. He hasn't done anything yet, but I'm afraid he's going to try something. May I borrow your gun for the next couple of nights, just in case? I need to defend and protect myself and the kids. Uh, In some states, do you need to get a background check for that? Listen to how preposterous that scenario is. Can you imagine people agreeing to a constitution and a so-called limited government and having a second amendment in there and then having to even consider a scenario like that? Think how absurd that is. Can I borrow your gun? Hey, hey, Frank, uh, can I get your gun? You know, mine's missing. I need to go do some hunting. Oh, I've got to go background check. i to send off fucking Pony Express to Washington. It'll be months from now. This is how stupid it is. But they don't see the absurdity of even framing up a hypothetical like that, and then they don't see how absurd their position is, that this is something that's even on the table. That's how far down the road we are of idiotic nonsense. It's just that's how far down the road we are. It's this scenario. It's so ridiculous. And it is illegal in a lot of states. And this is something now the feds want to take over and make illegal everywhere. This is how outrageous the infringements have become that these guys are nibbling around the edges at instead of arguing about the heart of it. Let's hear what this idiot says about this. You know this. They have a term meaning imminent danger. It means the the threat has to be right there in front of her at the time that you lend her the gun. And as soon as that threat disappears or moves away, she has to give you the gun back right at that time. So if she tells... Okay, so the imminent danger of declaring a national emergency and an emergency in my state of, of widespread death... That's a totally different kind of eminent. Oh, I see. But the eminent, when it comes to transferring a gun, that's a very different kind of... Ah, I see. See, that's what I'm saying. These are all Barnum statements. It's all bullshit. They don't bring up the fact that this emergency just runs on and on, right? Emergency runs on and on. These guys are completely fine with National Declaration of Emergency. Fine with that. But listen to this absurd hypothetical where you give a gun to somebody so they can defend themselves and you might be facing felony charges for lending them a gun. (laughs) They don't see the absurdity of any entity ever having the authority to even propose such nonsense. See, that's the problem. You should never have an entity that could ever do such a thing. The fact that you even have one, that we even had to discuss it, shows that we live under an insane tyranny that has to be dissolved. (sighs) Okay, let's hear what this guy says. tells you that her ex is going to be showing up in an hour. You can't lend her the gun right now because it's not imminent. 
The person isn't okay. there yet. He's not doing the threat. There you go. So we have to flatten the curve, even though there's no actual problem yet. We have to flatten the curve because there could be a danger in the future of people dying. This is a great example of the kind of Barnum statement bullshit and the way they just use definitions interchangeably and because they don't have anyone standing there to cross-examine them. They don't have anyone there to point out all these hypocrisies. They don't connect the dots. They just go on with this kind of stupid crap. Such hypocrites. God, is such hypocrites. Uh... There are all sorts of things like that. I mean, even if you know this woman and know that she's perfectly capable of having the gun and it's late at night. I don't care if you don't know the woman. I don't care if she's not capable. The federal government has no authority to be involved. If you're stupid enough to lend someone a gun you don't know and they go off and kill someone, then the other people who are connected to that person, they may come and sue your ass. You are so grossly negligent in lending a gun to somebody, a loaded gun to somebody you don't know who goes off and commits a crime. You might be an accessory for all I know. You're certainly civilly liable, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with the federal government making laws. They have no authority in this area. You can be the biggest dumbass in the world. It's not a violation of federal law. They can't draw a law like that. God. <sighs> and there's no gun store open right now. You would be committing a felony if you lent her your gun. And so n normal people just trying to go and help out other people who are in need would become criminals. Okay, so how can we possibly have a government that could ever even propose to have such authority? And if they pass it and put it into place, that we'd be obligated to obey it. See, this is the part I don't get. How can you think that you live in a free country when this is the kind of thing we're having to discuss? That the government can make a law like that and that you can be a felon. For doing something like that. Just think about that. But they don't see it. And that's not what they discuss. They talk about oh, hypocrites, all oh, the liberal hypocrites, and they're not even trying to help the real people. And they don't point the real problems out. All right, let's keep going. If I can stand it. Mm -hmm. It's really quite, quite unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, John Lott, they undermine federal, uh, uh, law enforcement. Mm -hmm. They're defunding right. them or slashing their budgets. That's Look, they have no authority. There was no such thing as a police force. All these federal law enforcement things, those things are all totally unconstitutional. Any kind of funding of local police through the Fed is totally and completely unconstitutional. But these guys support that shit out the ass, right? They love that. They love the gun-fucking-toting uh, government agents who are totally unconstitutional. State police, they didn't even exist. They didn't even exist. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's so crazy the, the way these people have such a selective kinds of so-called freedoms. And they don't like the state. Oh, they love the state when the state's fucking financing all the armed thugs of the state. They love that. <laughs> what a bunch of jokers. For sure. Uh, they're making it more and more difficult, starting in New York but elsewhere, for law enforcement to do their jobs. In the case in New York now... Uh, you can have these uh, lawyers who will start suing police officers to put them out of business, to destroy them financially, uh, even though they get insurance and now insurance will be prohibitive. Doesn't bring up the fact that the state has granted itself immunity in all these different ways. It has no authority to grant immunity. It's not our sovereign. They just bypass all that, right? Just bypass all of it. This idea that the police can't do their job. The Supreme Court itself has said the police have absolutely no obligation to defend and protect you as an individual. None. And then these fucking conservatives go on there and act like the police are there to protect you. The Supreme Court has said they aren't. They have no obligation to actually protect you as an individual. None. But they just promote this law enforcement, law and order nonsense on there endlessly like this.
God, so many lies they tell by omission. It's crazy. And so you see this attack on the blue line. You see this attack on the Second Amendment. What is their, what is their purpose here, uh, John Locke? What is the left trying to do? Well, so what, he wants to re- read their minds? See, this is, this is absurd. It doesn't matter what their purpose is. Let's say their purpose is to make the greatest, freest, safest thing that's ever existed so we can all get tucked in at night in our crib and the government agent will bring the blanket over us and give us a little a bottle and a little thing to suck on. Say that's their purpose. It doesn't matter how fucking pristine their purposes are. They don't have the authority to do it. That's all. It doesn't matter how good their purposes are. It's irrelevant what their motives are, even though we all know what their motives are. Why get into it? They have to get into it because they've already conceded the argument in all these other ways. That's why. Man, this is going to be tough to get through. All right. Right. I mean, there's a reason why people went out and bought guns last year. Because people like the police. They know how important the police are, but they see that the police weren't able to go and do their jobs. And they still can't catch on to the scam. They still can't catch on the scam that government says it's going to protect you, and then government doesn't actually protect you. And then you actually can't hold government liable for not protecting you. But both these guys still continue to push government, and that we need government protecting us with law enforcement, even though none of it makes any damn sense together. God, what how can you work in this industry like this guy does and be this damn dense? Wow. So we're in a situation where we're not going to let the police do their jobs. We're not going <laughs> to let the police do their jobs. But then we're not going to allow individuals, or we're going to make it prohibitively costly for many individuals then to defend themselves when the police aren't allowed to protect them. The Second Amendment is not about defending yourself. It's about keeping the government in check. That's what it's about. The idea that there would ever be anything to do with the government being able to stop you from defending yourself against criminals is absurd on its face. See, it's absurd on its face. But these guys don't tell you the truth because they've already conceded the argument. <laughs> uh. When Joe Biden said today, you can go to a gun show, you and quote, you go to a gun show, you can buy whatever you want on no background check. He flat out lied, didn't he? It doesn't matter if he lied or doesn't lie. You can't require background checks. That's the problem. The idea that you would have to have a background check anywhere. See, they, they aren't willing to take the position. They're too scared of the media. Oh, the media. Why? Because they're part of the controlled opposition. The position is simple. The federal government has nothing to say about it. It doesn't matter if crime's running crazy. It doesn't matter if people are out there mowing people down with machine guns. It doesn't give the federal government any authority to regulate machine guns. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. 
The position is simple. The federal government has nothing to say about it. It doesn't matter if crime's running crazy. It doesn't matter if people are out there mowing people down with machine guns. It doesn't give the federal government any authority to regulate machine guns. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't matter how many, quote, loopholes there are. There shouldn't be an original law to have a loophole in. See, that's <laughs> so obvious. If you go to a licensed dealer and anybody who's been to a gun show knows that Stupid the vast details. majority of people that are there, virtually all, are going to be licensed dealers. Who all are so you all licensed. You have to go and do a background check. There right? you go. See, all this, this shit you got to go do. All this stuff they're all completely fine with. How the hell are you going to win cases, arguing in front of court, when all of this is already present? Why is taking one little tiny more step? Okay, well, how about if you're not a licensed dealer? I think we should add that. I, that seems like a reasonable thing. Okay, well, of course it's reasonable once you already have all this other shit you conceded to. See, this is the part. <sighs> you sit there until that background check comes <laughs> and back. And fine with that. It's not like uh, you right. take the gun and, they, and they'll cut... You oh, don't no. get the gun mm -mm. until the government's done with their background check. And he's fine with that. Right. And so if the background check system is, <laughs> is broken down, which happens... Uh, broken. Quotes around it. Fortunately, too frequently, you're stuck. You know, you, if it's down for an hour or a day, uh -huh. they may tell you to come back. If the gun uh, show... Okay is over two days. See? And, the See, and they're using all this to justify why there's no reason to need a loophole closing because the vast majority of purchases are done on this ridiculous, insane thing where you have to get a background check and if it's closed, you can't get it. And all They've already conceded it all. This is all okay with them. This All this insanity is completely okay with them because they're afraid of the Karens and the moms. Oh, my daughter was killed. My son was killed with a gun. Okay, well, people get killed. I'm sorry. That's the cost of freedom. Freedom is fucking dangerous. These people are all ultimately arguing for the government to protect them with armed government thugs. Oh, that's who we need to look to protect us. Police need to do their job. Police didn't fucking exist when the country was formed. <laughs> the police are there to keep the government protected against the people. Not the other way around. It's not there to protect the people. It's idiotic. It's there to protect the government from the people. Look at the Capitol. It's got fencing and armed guards around it. <laughs> They're not there. They're not there to protect you from crime. It's your job to protect you from crime. Wow. Fucking idiots. The background check system's down for oh, that period of time. I see. Okay. You know, there's no sales. They're going to oh, be occurring for, that's that, okay. uh, for that dealer at that gun show. Oh, I see. So when he says you can get at a gun show what buy whatever you want and no background check, that is a flat out lie. Let me ask you this. As a matter of logic, would be killers and criminals or gang members. Why would they go to a gun show and try to exploit the gun show loophole, quote unquote, when the person who sells it to them at that gun show will know who they sold it to? Isn't it easier just to get weapons on the black market in the inner city and other places? Why would they even bother with a gun show? Again, here we are, where they're completely making the wrong argument. He's acting as though the federal government's in the right to be able to prevent, suppose, dangerous felons and criminals from getting guns. The federal government has nothing to do with it. Everybody's seen it in the West. You leave prison, they hand you your guns. That's the way it was. The idea that Anybody could be denied the right to hold a gun is absurd. The federal government has nothing to do with it. And now here he is arguing again about dangerous criminals and stuff. They're not going to go get them in the loophole. They buy them in the black market. Okay. They should be able to walk into a store and buy guns. 
Who do you think runs the gun market, the black market for guns? The fucking CIA, the FBI. What do you think that guns for money was? That running guns that Eric Holder got caught selling them down in Mexico. They run them everywhere. This is just such a pretend they put on that the government's there to protect you. It's asinine. Can't make federal laws that prevent anybody from keeping guns. You can't. I'm sorry if they're dangerous. Oh, okay. So we have to take everybody's rights in order to protect against some few dangerous people from getting them. They just make shit up. They, they can make anything they want up and say, well, that's a felony or that's a this, and you therefore you can't get a gun. Federal law. You can't concede these points. You can't, but they do. They already have forever. And they run around acting like they're on your side. Oh, tough guys, tough guys. Bullshit government does a survey of criminals who are in jail asking them where they got their guns. And where the hell does the government get the authority to run such a survey? Where does it get financing for this? What, what is this? See, shit like this just passes right through. They don't care. Oh, it's completely fine. Oh, the government ran a survey to see where they got their guns. What kind of shit is that? Is that the government could just spend money on anything? All this stuff just goes by totally unnoticed. You're talking about something like a, a, a half of one percentage point. I don't care if it's 100%. Say they got their guns from gun shows. I don't care if 100% of the criminals got their guns from gun shows. It doesn't make any damn difference. Once again, this is a loser's argument. Uh, maybe about three tenths of one percent say they got them at flea markets of some type. But again, but it doesn't matter. For those types of things, you're talking about less than one percent. See? They're arguing about whether the government's doing the right thing and is the right kind of regulation. It says shall not be infringed. It says they're not going to be infringed. It says they can make no law infringing. I don't understand. These are all laws infringing that they're defending. They're arguing about which are the better laws to pass. It's not a matter of better. It's not a matter of better. <laughs> this is idiocy. And so, you know, this is this big boogeyman there, as if there aren't other places anyway for the criminals to go and get their guns. I mean, you're exactly right. Criminals are entitled to go get guns anywhere they want. Federal government has nothing to say about it. The states want to limit it, do it. I don't even agree with all that, but I, I'm just telling you, under our system, federal government doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the kind of person is, the motivation or anything else. The federal government has no authority to do it. That's all. That needs to be the position. Every other position is, is a loser and will just get chipped away at, period. But they just do it over and over and over. Do criminals fill out background check materials and, and file them so that the uh, federal government could do background checks on them? Why are there such a thing as background checks? Why do law-abiding citizens, nobody can be made to fill out a background check to buy a gun. It doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> then they can just make anything a crime. Now, apparently, just being a white guy who doesn't like the government, that's a crime. They'll make that into a federal crime, a felony. Oh, now you can't hold a gun. Now you can't vote. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the government just takes my guns and my vote away. Okay, why? Because I don't like the government. Oh, okay, this is the freedom we have. This is, it's nonsense. It's just idiotic. No, look, you know, one of the things, uh, and it fits in with the, one of the false claims that uh, Harris made today. Oh, more details. There are three and a half million dangerous people that have been stopped from buying guns because of background checks. That's simply false. What the I don't care if it was 100% true. What does it matter? 
What if they struck 10 million dangerous people? They don't have the right to stop anybody. Federal government has no authority. So here it is again. They're completely fine. They want to get down the details of how many people who were really dangerous might have been prevented from buying them because of the background check. The background check is a totally unconstitutional infringement on the right of the people to keep and bear arms. That's all. But here they are, arguing and defending about it, trying to act like he's got the details. Listen to all this stupid shit the guy says about the details. It's idiotic. Should say is there have been three and a half million initial denials, and something over 99% of those are mistakes. Well, that's it's nice. one thing to stop a felon from buying a gun. Oh, see, there it's is. Another thing to stop somebody simply because they have a name similar to a felon from buying uh, a gun. Okay. So you're, you're saying right the vast way. majority of those cases were errors. Right. And yet they, they repeat it, and yet they say it over and over again. Sure. Just follow the science. Follow the science. Here we are. It's another great example of the, the Department of Justice and the government abusing the living shit out of people. He was complaining about, oh, these people filing frivolous claims against the gun manufacturer. But look at this. Here we are. Federal government doing the same thing, abusing the shit out of people. What is your right? None. You have no right. He's completely fine with this background check, right? So they, they block you from getting a gun. It's their mistake. It's The onus is on you. You have to go through and prove you have a right to have a gun and that they made these mistakes. you got to incur all those costs. What does the government do? It incurs no day, no risk, nothing. It, there's no penalty. Nothing happens. And the people run around defending this, act like it's freedom. They're idiots. They're fucking idiots. I, I don't know how they can be anything but idiots unless they're in on the deal. I don't know how anybody can look at this thing and not see right through it. I, I just don't get it. That guy is not stupid. He's not stupid. How can he not see this? I'm very suspicious. Well, it's not as impressive to say that you've stopped 30,000, you know, versus three and a half million. And, 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 and incidentally, uh, John Lott, you can stop 30,000. You can have people who are on uh, some kind of, uh, uh, what is it, parole for offenses that aren't even violent. And they're denied to get oh, yeah. uh, getting well, weapons. See, here we go. We're going to get into some more details about who can get it, who can't get it, whether we're on the parole or not on parole. This is where it's all bullshit because people just shut down. Because facts don't matter to people. and People are never going to get the facts. You can lock them in their houses and they still won't figure out the facts of the stupid fires. They're never going to figure these gun facts out. It doesn't matter he's got a website and everything else. It doesn't matter. This shit makes no difference. <laughs> uh, all right. Man, this is tough. Okay. But even when you look at the convictions, I'll give you one case that I came across when I was just working in the Department convictions. of Convictions. There's a guy who was 62 years old. Mm. His wife had gotten threats at work. He wanted to go and buy her a gun. Mm. Uh, he went in, tried to buy it. Apparently, 42 years earlier, he had gotten into a fist fight with his brother in their front yard. The police had been called. They were arrested. Uh -huh. The guy pleaded guilty to misdemeanor domestic violence. Uh -huh. Okay, in all likelihood, this was a consensual fight when you're fighting with your brother. You're allowed to fight with your brother. It's not a crime. He never should have been arrested to begin with. It's idiotic. It's a family dispute, domestic violence, just made-up words, see? It's just a way to criminalize everybody, put everybody in the system, then claim the government has authority over you, force you into probation, keep a permanent fucking record. All this bullshit that goes on. These guys are all fine with that. Law and order. Oh, just doing their job. Then blue line, all this other shit. Listen to this ridiculous fact situation. 62-year-old guy, 40 years later, tries to buy a gun for his wife. Some stupid shit comes up on his record. Oh, his record. Then think of all the bullshit goes on with these criminals everywhere. Joe Biden sniffing people. Pedophiles and everything else running around up there. Not a damn thing happens to him. 
steal the elections. Fucking nothing happens to him. It's just ridiculous. Now listen to these facts. He says he didn't realize that that was a covered offense. Okay, there you go. He was convicted, though, for perjury. Okay, so there you go. The Department of Justice, is, he loves to push government lawyers convicting this guy of perjury. Think of all the lies being told by government agents everywhere, every fucking day, all the time. They're not convicted of perjury. But this guy goes and tries to buy a gun for his wife 40 years earlier. Some bullshit claim. Oh, you committed perjury because it's on the form. Fucking Barack Obama submitted a birth certificate that he knows was an altered PDF document. Nothing's happened to him. He was just state president. They run around giving him millions of fucking dollars. These guys don't bring that shit up, right? All the hypocrites everywhere. Oh, this is the kind of perjury that gets prosecuted, see? This is what the government's there to do, to prosecute, fuck you over. Let the government run wild. Because when you fill out the form, you know, they list the things that are prohibited. Oh, okay. And the prosecutor said, look, you signed this form. There you go. It's clearly one of the prohibited things. It's not unbelievable. And, you know, you go through and it's look common. at the few convictions. So um, in uh, 2017, there were 112,000 people who were stopped from buying guns because of the background checks. They had 12 prosecutions. And you go through, and the reason why there are only 12 is because they're not real cases. And, and you go through there, it's like none of them are really hardened criminals. Right. It wouldn't matter if they all were. The government has no authority to stop it. But look at this joke. Twelve prosecutions. This is what the government is. A fraud. A gigantic fraud. Think of the millions and millions, tens of millions, hundreds of fucking millions of dollars to implement this program, run this program, keep all this data, run these lawyers around, hassling people, all the time spent trying to correct all those incorrect blockages, all this stuff. None of it's reimbursed. It's just one gigantic load of crap. The people want to run around and tell me about the Constitution, the freedom, the limited government, the voting, all stupid shit. This host pushed Article 5 convention. We're going to get that. This is the kind of stupid answers they have. Just idiotic. I mean, this, how can people not be outraged by so You hear one case like that, that the situation is, that could ever run on like that, the entire thing needs to be dissolved. The idea that they could ever have so much authority is idiotic. Because exactly what you think criminals may be stupid, but they're not so stupid that they go to a place where they know a background check is going to be done to go and buy a gun. John, I wish we had a little bit more time because you're you're an encyclopedia okay. when it comes to this, but That's people it. now have a taste of what's going on. Very quickly, if people want to learn more, where do they go? Our website is crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. All right, my friend. Thank okay. you for all your... So that's it. So I'm going to cut him off there. And so that's what you've got. You've got an interview like that that passes for helpful to the cause. That's what it says. It passes as though this is some kind of helpful interview. It shows we got the facts on our side. As they totally and completely deceive everybody with regards to what's really going on because the arguments they're making have no fucking chance of ever working. See, this is why I get so pissed off. It starts out, I'm per- perfectly fine. By the end of it, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm pissed because these people are liars. They're either unbelievably confused and complete morons, but these people aren't stupid. How can they not see it? I, I just, it makes me assume they're all in on it. I, just, I don't know how anybody cannot see how stupid this is and work in that industry. Wow. I mean, just wow is all I can say about that. It's just so. Uh, see, see, this is what we're up against. See, that guy is held out as this brilliant constitutional scholar. Oh, 
going to tell you all about the Constitution. He's going he's gonna to tell you about somebody's notes, some letter that somebody wrote in fucking 1777, oh, to a friend, or he made a comment, oh, and then later became part. It's just all bullshit. They make people believe that they have to get down these absurd details and just instead of saying, look, nobody would ever agree to the idea the federal government could prevent people from having guns. Nobody. <laughs> it's idiotic. It's just so asinine. And yet here we are arguing with these kinds of guys now, supposedly leading the charge, the constitutional conservatives, defending liberty. He's a defender of liberty. Oh, all this crap. He's not. He's not. He's not your friend. He is an enemy of liberty, posing as a friend. He's a traitor to the cause of liberty. <laughs> I just don't know how anybody can't see it. Wow. Those Second Amendment ones are so bad. They're so, so bad. And you know, I listened to it the first time. Most of the time, I'm just laughing about it because I'm not trying to point out all the stupid shit they're saying. I just laugh at how ridiculous it is. But when I'm trying to do a show about it, I have to point it out, show you exactly all the different omissions, lies, misrepresentations that they do on just a constant basis. That Everything coming out of their mouth is just a deception. It's just a total deception. <laughs> I just, uh, wow. Wow, that's all I can say, so... This show was obviously a long format because I, I, that was like a that was literally I think a like a fourteen or fifteen minute piece of audio it takes me an hour basically to go through it because it's just so absurd all the different ways that they misrepresent things leave things out it's just it's everywhere it's so packed full of it I could take any and every kind of piece of so-called conservative talk show radio crap. And I could do the exact same kind of obliteration of it over and over and over again because the people, the people on there, they're either stupid or they're in on it. That's it. That's it. There's only two options. Because the stuff I'm saying is just obvious as hell and the stuff they're saying makes no damn sense. So, all right. Wow. That wasn't intended to be so much of a rant. I really thought I could get through it with more laughter, but it's just difficult when I'm trying to point out all the shit they're doing wrong as opposed to just laughing at all the shit they're doing wrong. It's very, very different. So, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review, and you can share my show. You can listen to my show. Uh, you know, you should support me. I mean, I don't, nobody else is, does what I do. They don't. They don't have the skills. They don't have the professional background I do. They just, they're not equipped to do it. There's plenty of people understand, but they just don't do it. So support my show. Go to Patreon and sign up or don't. Or don't, you know? That's it. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Taking